Isaiah chapter 54, if you have your Bibles and would turn with me today, I will take your attention into the word of the Lord this morning. Isaiah 54, and I'm going to read lengthily today, uh, reading verse number 1 down through verse number 10 of Isaiah, the 54th chapter, and we will see what the Lord wants to speak into our hearts this morning. Isaiah 54 and verse number 1. Single barren, thou that didst not bear. Break forth into singing and cry aloud, thou that didst not travail with child. For more are the children of the desolate than the children of the married wife, saith the Lord. Enlarge the place of thy tent, and let them stretch forth the curtains of thy habitation. Spare not, lengthen thy cords, and strengthen thy stakes. For thou shalt break forth on the right hand and on the left, and thy seed shall inherit the Gentiles, and make the desolate cities to be inhabited. Fear not, for thou shalt not be ashamed, neither be thou confounded, for thou shalt not be put to shame, for thou shalt forget the shame of thy youth, and shalt not remember the reproach of thy widowhood any more. For thy maker is thine husband. The Lord of hosts is his name, and thy Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel, the God of the whole earth, shall he be called. For the Lord hath called thee as a woman forsaken, and grieved in spirit, and a wife of youth, when thou wast refused, saith God. For a small moment have I forsaken thee, but with great mercies will I gather thee. In a little while I hid my face from thee for a moment, but with everlasting kindness will I have mercy on thee, saith the Lord thy Redeemer. For this is as the waters of Noah unto me. For as I have sworn that the waters of Noah should no more go over the earth, so have I sworn that I would not be wroth with thee, nor rebuke thee. For the mountains shall depart, and the hills shall be removed. But my kindness shall not depart from thee, neither shall the covenant of my peace be removed, saith the Lord that hath mercy on thee. Verse number 17, no weapon that is formed against thee shall prosper, and every tongue that shall rise against thee in judgment thou shalt condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and their righteousness is of me, saith the Lord. Verse 1 begins with where I want to start this morning, Sing. O barren. I'm going to preach for a little while today by the help of the Lord, and if you will help me, let the barren sing. Let the barren sing. Would you pray with me right now? Father, we need your help this morning, O God, that you would sweep into this house today and that every heart, every life, every person, every soul in this room today may be touched by the Word of God and that our spirits may be lifted. Lord, that we may see ourselves in the mirror of the Word of God and understand that where we are is predicated upon our praise, the level of praise to you. And we worship you this morning, O God, and magnify and extol your name. 
for your name is worthy to be praised. And we thank you today. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, amen. Speak to two or three people around you before you're seated this morning. What the prophet Isaiah is speaking here is very simple, yet in some ways complex in the textual setting. We could easily read through this and come out the other side and miss what is really being said to the church. If I may just cut through the chase this morning and get to where I intend to go by the end of this service, and that is to speak to you and say, don't wait until everything is good to give praise unto the Lord. But praise Him for the partial. If we can't stop and thank God for progress, and we, we wait our, we're going to wait and hold our praise for perfection, then we probably are never going to see perfection arise, arrive. But when we learn to praise God in our partial, we will understand that our partial will become a whole. We've got to learn that before everything is perfect and everything is good and everything is well, we still need to find a moment of praise unto the Lord. If our attitude, the reason that I speak this morning on praise is because our praise our praise is affected by our attitude toward Him. Can I preach for a little bit today? I, 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 we, we've got to learn to praise God while we are still barren. Before we ever get our answer, before we are ever pregnant with promise, we've got to still learn to praise God before we ever get into the promised land. And the reason that we're going to praise God is because we have a little glimpse of His Word. And this is where the textural setting of this, of this passage comes into play because we won't always be barren. But we have a promise that God is with us. And we have a promise that God is fighting for us. And we have a promise that no weapon formed against us is going to prosper. And we have a promise that any hand that raises itself against us is going to be brought down, saith the Lord. This isn't a promise made by man. This isn't a promise made uh, by, by somebody that, that, that has a good reputation. But this is a promise made by God Himself. And what the Lord is speaking into our spirit here, and if I may reach down to the very end of that chapter, and if we look through all of the promises that God speaks in this passage, and when He finally gets to the end and just says, no weapon formed against us is going to prosper. He goes on and begins to say, go ahead and broaden your tents. Go ahead and, and, and get ready for expansion, although you're barren. What he is saying is, is that your house is going to be filled. You're barren today, but you're not always going to be barren. Although, he says, I've turned my face from you for 
a little while, my face will not always be turned from you. Although you go through hardship and struggle for a little while, he's saying you're not always going to go through hardship and struggle. Let the barren sing because the end result of no weapon forming against you is going to prosper and all of everything, your, your tent stakes being broadened and your tents being enlarged and all of the things that he promises in the 54th passage is all predicated on one thing. There's one thing that you and I have to do. Sing while we're barren. I wish I could preach this like I really feel it this morning, but we've got to learn to sing while we are still barren. Before the promise comes, I've got to learn to sing. Before the answer comes, I've got to go, go ahead and learn to sing. Before everything works out and I figure it all out and know where I'm going, I've got to learn to sing while I'm in hardship. Sing when things aren't going my way. Sing when I'm walking on the bottom. Sing when I'm down in the dumps. I've got to learn to sing. I can't wait until everything is good to give praise unto the Lord. But i got to learn on the worst day of my life life in everything give thanks unto the Lord I will bless the Lord at all times that means on the good days and in the bad days I'll still give praise unto the Lord I can't wait until everything's fixed till the bank account's full till I've got the position at work I've got to learn to praise him while I'm still barren praise him because I have a promise all I'm giving you this morning is a word that if you'll praise God while you're barren, that you can go ahead and rest assured that the end result is going to come. The tents are going to be enlarged. The blessing's going to come. The position is going to come. No weapon formed against you is going to prosper because you were willing to praise Him while you were still barren. Oh, now let's take a moment and give praise unto the Lord. Hallelujah. 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 We have been created to sing. We sing in the shower. We sing while we drive. Humans by nature, their spirit, our spirits are lifted by the song. There is something about getting a song in your spirit. You don't see many sad people walking around singing. If they do, their song, their song reveals what's going on in their heart. We are made to sing. There is something that is tied between the human spirit and the song. That's why the Lord speaks all through the scripture about the attitude of our praise and worship. Let me speak very pointed, very clear, and very plain this morning. I respect people who can go through hard times, who can go through disappointment, and who can go through struggle and keep their spirit in check. And whether you feel like it or not, there's one thing that I've got to do on the worst day of my life. I've got to sing while I'm still barren. 
I can't hardly muster the courage, but would you just sing? My son was standing by me this morning, and he kept trying to find to strike a harmony chord with me, and he kept singing with me. You know what? Sometimes we just need somebody to get up around us and say, come on, sing with me. I don't feel like singing sometimes in my home. You would just have to see how my home operates. We're crazy. Life is going on. It doesn't matter what's happening. Somebody has sat down on the piano. Somebody joins in and before long everybody's called into the living room. And the music starts and we start singing and somebody has sit down and they, 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 they'll strike out on one song and then another and the whole house will end up singing. The other night it was about 10, 30, 11 o'clock at night. Dylan's sitting on the piano Everybody's gathered around the piano room and the lights are on and there's nobody in the house but just family. And We're in there and we're just singing up a storm and I noticed a car drive by and in a minute I saw the same car drive by real slow. In a few minutes I saw a car coming and I recognized it was the same car and they got up and they pulled across the street and turned their lights out. And they rolled down their window just to see if they could hear what was going on in that house. (laughs) Don't think your song doesn't affect everybody else. Don't think your praise doesn't affect your neighbor. And don't think your lack of praise doesn't have the same effect. I ain't nobody going to help the preacher this morning when I tell you where you're at when we come in with a long face and a down countenance and we want everybody to know we're having a bad day and life's not going my way and I'll show my attitude to everybody around me. Don't come in front of me when you're having a good day and say, listen to me, sing. If you can't sing when you're barren, I don't want to hear your song when you are blessed. You bring me a song when you're barren and I want to hear your song when you're blessed because it's not about singing when everything is good but it's singing while you are barren we need a genuine rebirth of apostolic worship that is not predicated on happenings events and everything that's going on I understand tonight's a veteran's service. I understand tonight I'm going to be preaching a special message geared in that direction. And I toyed with the idea and thought about it and wrestled with it and wanted to preach a message this morning based on current events. Because the world is in chaos. And I wanted to address those issues this morning, but I chose rather to come and preach to this congregation. That when all odds are turned against us, find a song. Mm. Find a song when things aren't going your way. There's probably nothing worse than a woman that is barren. The pain that she feels. The agony that she suffers. The the, the frustration, the sorrow, the grief, the despair. All of the things that she may deal with internally. It is not something that would make people want to rejoice over. But yet the Lord speaks to Israel and here He is speaking to His people. 
And as he speaks to Israel, he is saying to Israel, you've been barren, but I'm asking you to sing. I am commanding you to sing. What are we going to sing? It wasn't the only time the Lord ever asked Israel strange times to sing. When they went to the, to, to, um, uh, when, when they were by the river Chabar and they sat down and they hung their harps on the willow. Anybody with me this morning? And they required of them a song and they said, how can we sing the Lord's song in a strange land? I feel that the Lord may have had his hand in what was going on. He waited until they got down to a point that they had even hung their harps and decided to quit singing. And the Lord had prompted the whole event because he wanted to find out if they could sing on a bad day. If they could sing when things were going wrong. If they could sing when things were not going the way they wanted them to. May I remind you today that the God of creation and redemption is the God of a song. When the universe was brought together, the scripture says in Job 38 that the morning stars sang together. It must have been beautiful. And all the sons of God shouted for joy when God brought the children of Israel out of bondage to Egypt in Exodus chapter 15. The Israelites sang the song of Moses. But earlier in the story, there was a time when they had lost their song. They had been taken into captivity and the enemy requires of them a song. And Israel had lost their song. But before Israel had lost their song, Israel had allowed their emotions to overcome them and through their emotions they had took and had hung up their harps. They had decided to quit. God had not pronounced defeat on them. God had not spoken defeat over them but God had seen that in their heart they had given up and they had hung up their harps and they had said we're never going to sing again. Child of God can I speak to you this morning and tell you that the enemy knows when you do not sing while you are barren he knows and he's like I got you he's thinking I got you right where I want you and I'm going to keep you there but when you come in and find a song when you are going through hardship and when you can put a smile on your face and lift your hand and say thank the Lord like Job who said the Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away but blessed be the name of the Lord, I come this morning to encourage somebody that may be going through hardship and struggle and despair or grief even in your life. Can I encourage you this morning to stand where you are, lift up your hands, lift up your voice and declare I am going to sing while I'm barren because if I sing while I'm barren, there are some promises that belong to me. I can tell you one thing that singing will do for you while you're barren. It'll ensure that you won't stay barren. Look at your neighbor and tell him sing so you don't stay barren. <laughs> We're just journeying. We're traveling through. This world is not our home. Temporary setbacks don't mean I'm not going to make heaven. Speed bumps and emotional things have come and happen in my life are not God's fault. I'm not going to come to church and pout. 
I'm not gonna I'm not gonna come to church and and refuse to worship and refuse to sing and modify my personality over something that I don't like or something not going my way. We are just traveling through. We are sojourners. Am I in the word of God this morning? We got to make up our mind. Hey, I'm going through this. I think I'll find a song to sing about that. Well, I'm going through. Yes, I'm going through. I'll pay the price. Whatever others do. Mm. Some of you need to find that song again. And remind yourself, I'm not camping here. I'm not staying here. I'm not building a house here. But I'm traveling through. I may be barren right now, but my time is coming. Let the barren sing. We get into trouble, ladies and gentlemen, when we lose our song. We can't expect others. We can't expect others to be encouraged by us when the only time we sing is when things are going our way. I remind those on this platform often, if you're on the platform and everything's going good and you're singing, when disappointment, sorrow, and struggle comes, even if you feel like you can't stand on this platform, I want to see an attitude When you walk out to that pew that still says, I may not be on the platform, but I haven't lost my song. I haven't lost my worship. My attitude toward God is not changing. Mm. I will bless the Lord at all times. Not singing is a sign of giving up or a sign of retreat. In the early military, in the early days of military forces, their signals were not done electronically, but they were done by the sound of the trumpet or the cornet. And they would blow the trumpet. And it was a sign, it was a symbol. They would give order to them and give direction to them. And if it was a time for them to move forward, and if it was a time for them to charge the enemy, They sounded the sound of charge and the music would begin to play while they would fight. But if it was a sound of retreat, they sounded the sound of retreat and all went silent. Oh, that ought to say something to us. Because in your silence, you are giving notice to the enemy that I'm retreating. (laughs) But when you're singing, when you're worshiping, When you're giving God praise, you're giving a sign to the enemy. (laughs) I may be barren, but I'm still charging. I may not be winning, but I'm still going after it. Hey, I may be down, but I'm not done yet. I'm going to keep on fighting. I'm going to keep on pushing. I'm going to keep on moving forward. I don't come to church to sit on my hands and let somebody else do my singing. But I come to church to sing for myself because I was made to praise. And I want the enemy to know I'm in this battle. But when hope is gone, When we lose our song and we lose our hope, Orison Martin said it like this, there's no medicine like hope. 
There's no incentive so great, so great as that of hope. Nothing as powerful as expectation of something better tomorrow. When hope is gone, fear begins to rule. We lose our song. The most destructive element of the human mind is fear. Fear grows in darkness. Fear grows in silence. If you think that there's a boogeyman around every corner, why don't somebody turn the light on? I don't know about you, but occasionally I may be in a situation that it feels a little awkward. I'm not much, much of a whistler, but I do sing every now and then. And if I get nervous enough, I'll just begin to sing a little song just to notify everybody I'm still here. Been out with my family the last couple of days. We've got a couple of places that we go to hunt, and it's way back in the woods. And it's early in the morning. And we go so far together, and then you got to split off. you got to branch off. And I turn that, you know, I, I can walk in the darkness as long as i got somebody with me. But when we split off and I'm by myself, i got to see in case I fall. So the headlight came on, and I'm going on back because I'm at the very farthest place. My boys, they're mean to me. And I have to go to the very farthest, farthest place. They don't mind going there in the evening, but they sure don't like to go there in the morning. And I'm going back and I round the corner. And when I round the corner, I see two beady eyes looking at me from about 20 feet away. And I could make out the shadow of a big old coyote about the size of a bulldog. A big bulldog, a mean bulldog. And that thing was just standing looking at me. And without thinking, although I had been walking in silence, I said, you better get out of here. <laughs> you would have thought I had shot that thing. It was gone in a blink of an eye. I took a deep breath, and I had a little ways to go, and I have to admit it may be why I'm not seeing any deer from the deer stand. <laughs> I sang the rest of the way to the stand <laughs> because I just wanted to serve any other boogeyman that were out there. Notice that I was coming through. We laugh, but I'm going to tell you something in the spirit realm. On the worst day of your life, if you'll find yourself a song, <laughs> if you'll find some praise in your heart, you may say, Pastor, I don't sing. You got, you got two hands you can lift. You got two hands you can clap. You, you got a voice you can raise. You, got a, you, you can stand on your feet. If you, well, Pastor, you know, I, I, just, I, don't, I don't know what I can do. You can find something to do. 
Somebody said, I see everybody else run around the church. I just can't muster the courage to do it. Just step out and walk around the church. I see other people dancing. I can't do it. Just try lifting your hand and waving just a little bit. You could, there's something you can do. You just need to let the devil know I'm not dead. I'm not a free meal. I'm not, I, may, I, may be, I may be going through it. I may be barren. But you know what? I've got some promises of the Lord. Oh, oh, we're all about the promises of the Lord. We're all about no weapon formed and against us shall prosper. But you're, you're, we're missing the whole boat if we don't read about 17 verses earlier when the Lord said, sing while you're barren. And when you get to verse 17, he said, no weapon formed against you will prosper. I'm trying to preach to the church today that if you want God's promises to come through in your life, find a praise on the bad day find a song while you're barren and sing while you're barren and you'll be blessed oh somebody give God praise today Oh, I dare somebody this morning to look the devil right in the face and declare to him, get behind me. I'm going to find a song before I leave here today. I'm going to lift up my voice before I leave here today. I maybe haven't worshipped in a month or a week or however long it's been, but I'm going to find a song today. God is worthy to be praised. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Come on, you can find something to sing about. You can find something positive in the middle of all the negative. I'm just going to tell you, I've been frustrated a time or two in my life. And if you want to know what frustrates me the most, it's negativity. Anybody else with me? It's negativity of people that don't support, don't sponsor, don't pray. I'll listen to people that, that are faithful and that pray and that live for God. But don't come to me with your self-righteous. Man. Don't, don't come to me with all your negativity. I got enough negativity in the world. I, I, I'm going to tell you that, that sometimes all I can do is just lay that phone down and say, Lord, give me a song. Help me find a song. This is the day. This is the day that the Lord has made. That the Lord, boy, that sounds shallow, Pastor. It is. But it won't stay shallow long. Because when you start wading into the water, before long it will get a little deeper. And before long, it's going to be a little more refreshing. And before long, you're not going to be barren anymore. And before long, the presence of God is going to show up in the middle of the mess that you're in. And you're going to find some help. And you're going to find some glory. And you're going to find God walking with you through the middle of your fire and through the middle of your flood. Come on, somebody. You need to get a hold of what I'm preaching to you this morning. You may be barren. You may. I'm preaching to those that are struggling. I'm preaching to those that are suffering. I'm preaching to those that are going through hardship. Find a song. Find praise in your heart. Let the Lord know, hey, I'm going to praise on the back day because I've got promises when I'm on the good day the Lord says you sing while you're barren and this is what I'll do for you he says for thou shalt break forth on the right hand and on the left 
That's what the Lord is saying. He says, thy seed shall inherit the Gentiles. Wait a minute, I'm barren. I don't have any kids. But if you'll sing, your seed's going to inherit the Gentiles and make desolate the cities to be inhabited. Verse 4, he said, you're not going to always be ashamed because you're barren. He says, you're going to forget the shame of thy youth. In other words, when, when you get beyond barrenness, the blessing beyond your barrenness is going to be so great, you're going to forget the time you were even barren. Mm. And shall not remember the reproach of thy widowhood anymore. And then he says, verse 5, he says, for thy maker, he's thy husband. Well, I ain't got nobody that understands me. For thy maker's thy husband. The Lord of hosts is his name. The Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel. Come on somebody. I'm trying to tell you this morning that God is on your side. God is fighting for you. God is for you. And if God be for you. And in verse 7. I got a hold of this. I wanted to turn this into a series so bad. I wanted to bore you with this. Verse 7, he says, for a moment have I forsaken thee. He admitted it. For a moment I let you do it on your own. But with great mercy am I going to gather you back together. Verse 8, he says it like this. In a little wrath. Oh, God, don't get mad. Hmm. In a little wrath, he said, I hid my face from you. For a moment. <laughs> Is this, I wish this inspired you like I am inspired over it today. He said, in a little wrath I hid my face from you for a moment. But with everlasting kindness I'm going to have mercy on you. Saith the Lord. Verse 10, he said, but my kindness shall not depart from thee. Neither shall the covenant of my peace. Everybody say the covenant of my peace. The covenant of my peace be removed. I almost preached and used as a title this morning, and if I come back and preach it again, act like you never heard it before. I almost preached and used as a title this morning, the covenant of, the, of my peace. Because what the Lord is covenanting here in this passage is that if you will sing while you're barren, then I'm going to give you the rest of it. No weapon. Verse 17, no weapon. Formed against you is going to prosper. There's a covenant. He's saying I'm making a covenant with you because you were obedient. You were obedient when you couldn't see the end, when you couldn't see the light at the end of the tunnel. You were, in, you were obedient. What I am trying to get across to us this morning, what I'm trying to speak into somebody's spirit this, this morning is that your praise and your worship may not be predicated on how you feel. It may be based on your obedience. Could I preach for a little while? Your hand clap may not be predicated on, on how you're feeling. It may be based on obedience. Your lifted hand may not be predicated on what's going on in your life. It may be on obedience. You singing and being involved in what's going on may not have nothing to do with how you feel. It may be based on nothing more than obedience. But the Lord said it is a covenant between me and you. If you're obedient, 
Well, I'd clap my hands, and Brother Danny asked us to clap hands, but I just don't feel like clapping my hands, and I'm not letting anybody tell me how to clap my hands. That's fine. You can live outside of the covenant, but if you want the covenant that God is talking about, when you don't feel like it, you'll still clap anyway. I'm just doing it out of obedience to you, Lord. I don't feel like singing, but I'll sing anyway. I don't feel like lifting my hands. I don't feel like showing up to church on Sunday. I don't feel like I don't feel like coming to the front and worshiping. I don't feel like being part of altar call but I'm going to do it out of obedience because I've learned something about the covenant that God has made with the church if I'll I'll sing while I'm barren he will give me promises that will take me out of my barrenness oh lift your hand where you are and call on the name of the Lord right now hallelujah Oh, Pastor, I couldn't possibly sing now. You don't know what I'm going through. I couldn't possibly sing now. But when my deliverance comes, Pastor, whoo, man, I'm going to really get with it then. I'm going to really, man, I'm going to cut a rug. Man, man, man. You wait till I'm, you wait till I'm the leader. You wait till I'm the one up front. You wait till I've got the microphone. Woo, I cut it then. Man, I go with it then. We have a visitor shows up to church around here once in a while. I think his last name's Rogaine or something like that. I don't ever see that dude except just two or three times a year, maybe. He's all excited when he gets up here. I'm looking for that dude on the other services. There's a lot of Rogaines around here. Boy, they can feel it when it's them in the spotlight. I think think the word of the Lord is speaking to us this morning. And says, even when things aren't going your way, let the barren sing. I don't want to be too melancholy this morning. But I was reminded in the early, early hours of this morning... When I was preparing this message, I remember when the news came in, they said, your baby had trisomy 18, wanted you to even consider ending the pregnancy because it would be a terrible, terrible life and a short-lived life. And church time rolled around. And this fine young couple sitting on this front row came to church and walked onto this platform and walked up to that keyboard and led us in songs of praise and worship. Somebody jokingly said to me this morning something about, boy, you can sure hide that on your face real well. No, it's more than hiding it on their face. In their heart, they were feeling barren. In their heart, they were feeling broken. But they knew something about praise and worship. They knew something about what they were going to face. (laughs) Though he slay me, yet I will still trust him. Anybody with me this morning? They still found the courage to sing when they were barren. 
When the doctor said this baby's not going to be right, when the baby, hey, let me tell you, that baby has straight A's in school right now. <laughs> and I think he's pretty perfect. And he's got the sweetest personality anybody could possibly want. I came today to tell you that 10 years later, God is still good. God is still alive and still on the throne. That's why 10 years later that I have respect for somebody that can walk up here when they say it isn't good. And they say on this very day, I'm going to still praise. I'm going to still worship. I'm going to still sing. Because I'm going through it doesn't mean I'm going to get mad at God. I'm going to give God praise on the worst day of my life because I I have a covenant that if I will, he's going to see me through the other side. I'll stand to your feet and give God praise today. Oh, I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord. Come on, somebody lift up your voice unto the Lord today. Lift up your voice to the Lord today. Lift up your voice to the Lord today. Hallelujah. Come on, your praise is going to ensure your promise. Your worship right now may be exactly what takes you through to the other side. Come on, if nothing else, just do it out of obedience to the Lord this morning. God, I'll bless your name. God, I'll worship you. God, I'll praise you. I'm going through it. I got a bad report this week, but I'll praise you. I'm going through struggle, but I'll worship you. Oh, yes. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> mm. Hallelujah. I think it's about Second Chronicles, around the 20th chapter. There's a little story about a man named Jehoshaphat. The Lord tells him, take your army out, but don't take any weapons with you. Ooh. No weapons? Oh, yeah, no, against a mighty, mighty army. No weapons. How's this going to work out? Doesn't make sense to us, does it? Doesn't make sense to us that it's going to work out very well. But the Lord said, Jehoshaphat, tell them to go ahead and get ready and prepare. Prepare their instruments, but leave their weapons. And when they went out, they began to play and they began to sing. And they begin to magnify the Lord. And here's what the scripture said. That the Lord set ambushments. I just like that word. The Lord set ambushments. In other words, their enemy became so confused because they were thinking, my goodness, if their drumming squad is that big, Woo, can you imagine the size of the army? They turned on one another. They started destroying one another, but it wasn't something that they had devised, some plan they had devised. The Lord said, you do this. There is a covenant. I will take care of them. I'll fight the battle for you. All you got to do is find the courage to praise. I'm closing this service this morning, and this is exactly what we're going to do, whatever you need. Financial help, physical help, physical healing, emotional, spiritual, relational, whatever it is. I'm going to challenge you this morning to step out from where you are and let's turn this whole house for just a few minutes this morning into a house of nothing but worship and praise. 
and just declare unto the Lord, I've got a promise that I'm standing on. I've got a promise that I'm standing on this morning. And God, you're going to see me through to victory. You're going to make a way out of no way. God, I'm just going to be the praiser. The battle belongs to you. I believe today God is going to set ambushments against your enemy. And God is going to come through for you because no weapon formed against you is going to prosper because you were willing to sing while you're barren. I open these altars this morning. I open this whole congregation and invite you to join us today because we don't know what we're going to do other than we're going to give praise unto the Lord. We're going to magnify the Lord today. Hallelujah. Say.
the doctor says. I don't care what those around you may say. They may say that you're crazy. They may say you're radical. It doesn't matter what they say. But I know a God who is able to do exceeding abundantly above everything that we could ask or think. Now, Pastor just preached us a masterpiece of a message. Sing, O Barrett. And I want us to do this right where you're at, no matter your situation, no matter what you're facing when you leave this building this morning. But I want you to take about 30 or 45 seconds and in any way that you want to, I want you just to go ahead and serve the devil notice this morning that it doesn't matter what it looks like. I'm going to sing. I'm going to sing in the midst of my calamity. I'm going to sing in the midst of trouble, in the midst of my situation. Come on, lift your voice and give God praise in the house. Give God praise. 